0: Everyone's favorite time of the year is right around the corner, college football season. To celebrate DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app is putting new players in the center of the action with $200 in free bets instantly if you bet $1 or more on any college football game. Take advantage of this limited-time offer now. You heard right. DraftKings is giving all new players $200 in free bets instantly when you place a bet of $1 or more on any college football game, no matter what. Head to DraftKings Sportsbook app now to check out all the great promotions and daily odd boosts that they are offering. DraftKings Sportsbook is safe, secure, and reliable. Located right here in the United States, so it's easy to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN to receive $200 in free bets when you place $1 bet on any college football game. That's promo code THPN to get your free $200 in free bets instantly for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9. Today on The Soda Pod, we're jumping right into the hoppy hour. I have just opened my first beer from the pod pack. We're going to jump into some Minnesota wild talk as well. Kevin Fiala has signed a contract. It's a one-year deal, but hey, it's a contract nonetheless. And then we have a little NHL talk as well. The Jersey ad patches as well as Big Joe to Florida. All that and more in episode 191 of The Soda Pod. Let's go. The wild woods of Vancouver Island. Welcome to the Soda Pod. Isha Dromi here alongside the state of Hoppy, and thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. How's it going, Hoppy?
1: Man, I might be sweating a little bit right now, to be honest. I've been bouncing around this week with work, and then tonight it was all about taping and pressure washing and shit for the garage because we're painting it tomorrow. So I literally scrambled to get here just in time for this. <laughs>
0: Hey, but you're enjoying some 7th Ave pizza, I see, in, oh. during the scramble, so it, it can't be that
1: bad. No, no, it can't be.
0: <laughs> Beautiful. I see that we're matching today in attire, too, which I, I don't think this has ever happened. Um, I don't think I, I've
1: ever worn a tank top on the show.
0: <laughs> once. You did once, and okay. I remember it was like last summer in, you know, dead of August as well, and uh, and it was the same sort of deal. We kind of both were like, oh, look at that. <laughs> this, this is what happens in the dead of summer, but yeah, I just hey i got this cool uh, thpn usa tank to show off and b it's hot as balls here and uh, i see hoppy sign and i'm, I'm not on camera yet, and i just start laughing i'm like oh that's cute look at us <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a great day to drink some nice cold beer, and we'll get into all of that in the Hoppy Hour uh, momentarily. But first, I got a quick an- anecdote, and, and I can't wait for the next segment music. I got to say it right now: um, some excitement in our in our building now. With, Hoppy, when Dylan and I used to work in radio, and we did the Stick and Rink uh, podcast and radio show. It Actually, the studio wasn't too far from from where I'm at right now at the THPN headquarters. And it was like under one of the music clubs, the the radio station, in a pretty grimy part of town. And we had this segment in the second hour of our radio show, which right off the top, we just called it Shea Chili. Uh, the radio station was CHLY-1017. And uh, there were just always characters around the building. So we always just had a story. Now, obviously, we, we added a little comedic flair to it. And we were respectful for the most part to the one person. And tried for, to break for the in. most part. <laughs> well, one person later tried to break in and said some questionable things to us when we did not let them in the studio. But, anyways, um, and then we, we went on a roll with this one segment. Let's just say that the the board at the radio station decided to, oh, let's listen to the, the sports guys, the number one rated show, which it was, on that radio station, and let's see what they're cooking up there. And it unfortunately happened to be that segment in our most like I will say colorful version of it. So the segment got nixed, but uh this is a little throwback to that because today in our building uh third we're, we're the top floor of our you know this this business complex here downtown and uh one of the, like there's a bathroom in the basement there's a bathroom in the top floor usually like the other buildings it's, it's a really well insulated place like we don't really hear much every now and then like uh something somebody in the next door will drop something i don't know anyways long and short of it no one makes a lot of noise here i have my headphones on editing podcasts or whatever and i hear Like a huge bang. And I'm like, what the hell was that? At first, I kind of dismissed it. I was like, oh, it's probably the person next door. Maybe they're moving furniture. But holy shit, did she fuck up? Because that was like ground shaking. And then I hear someone just in my mind right away, it it clicks. Someone just punching the uh, the paper towel dispenser in the bathroom. So I, I quickly like leave my office and just see someone like running down the stairs, a hooded figure. And about 10 minutes later, I actually go and check on the door of the bathroom. This motherfucker came in and kicked open the bathroom bathroom door destroy because it's all locks destroying the hinge the the door handle and then proceeded to like i said just fucking go mike tyson on the uh on the paper towel dispenser and you know proceed to you know vandalize the bathroom now it wasn't too bad there you know no like the sink wasn't broken or anything like that but man like our landlord's a good dude and our neighbors they're they're great people and the person was like did you see who did this and he's like all shocked i was like man all i saw was like a hooded figure but like the building's riddled with cameras so we'll find you motherfucker but like wow what a that that literally happened like an hour ago and i haven't been able to poop since so i'm i'm really irked right now
1: (laughs) now is this because of the door dysfunction or because of just how rattled you are by the situation that you can't poop
0: no the the me getting rattled actually I think like sped up the process. Mm, okay. Um but like I don't have the keys to the the women's bathroom. There's no gender neutral bathroom here and the the men's bathroom is wide fucking open and what I'm about to drop you can't do that with the, with the door open. So Okay. I, I may be a little giddy in this podcast episode. Some of you may have just turned it off right there and are like, fuck this. And for the new listeners, I'm sorry. It's a summer episode here. What do you expect? We're dragging it on a little bit before the hockey and beer talk. But uh, I just I just had to share that. It's fresh off the mind. It's fresh on my mind. And uh, I didn't give Hoppy all the details prior to recording here. So you're welcome.
1: I, yeah, I can honestly <laughs> say I've never dealt with a situation like that.
0: Me neither, man. I've dealt with uh, people swinging machetes in the parking lot. Uh, Drug deals gone wrong outside, you know, the office, but I've never I've never seen someone just book it up three flights of stairs and kick open a a bathroom door just to have a fight with the paper towel dispenser. Like, I don't even think the person, you know, shit or pissed like it was too quick. It was like an in and out sort of thing. Anyways, Um, (laughs) reminder. Reminder. If you're not turned off by this podcast yet, episode 190 of The Soda Pod, hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. It's episode a- 191 mm-hmm. of The Soda Pod. 191. See, man, I'm still rattled. 191 of The Soda Pod. If you have a crazy story, anything that crazy happens in uh, in your place of business, uh, we want to hear it as well. So hit us up at The Soda Pod, Twitter and Facebook. Leave us a text or voicemail at 612-324-1684. And uh, if you also have anything to contribute to our Make good choices segment. This last week was a banger shout out. Q the spelling bee. Wow, <laughs> what a story there. Absolutely love it. If you have a great story to share with us, more than happy to uh, to take it. You can again text us, hit us up on Twitter and Facebook, or leave us a voicemail, 612-324-1684. The hockey podcast network and the soda pod are powered by DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Use promo code THPN upon sign up for a bonus. And if you're a regular user, plug that promo code in. For a weekly deal. On the other side, we're diving into the Hoppy Hour on episode 191 of the Soda Pod, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. First, I'd like to propose a toast to UMD goaltender Alex Stalak. To Stalak. To Stalak. I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. You know, I I heard they recently decided to add more hops. to it oh, you're all hopped out all right hoppy before i've talked enough in like the opening like seven minutes of this fucking podcast i'm gonna be talking a little bit more about the pod pack so i'll hand it over to you first you know so so the listeners can can take a break from uh from me for a little bit here what do you got on tap sir
1: well um to your point on just all of the words um i already finished my first beer from <laughs> revelation ale works um it Was partially because of me just being parched and uh, little, uh, (laughs) little in need of a beverage, but also getting through the story. We have Revelations, oak-aged purple ribbon pilsner, and uh, actually, you know, perfect fit for what I needed. Um, Just really refreshing, crushable type of beer. You know, nothing like crazy that's gonna. Like stand out and grab someone but like i've I've had plenty of pilsners and this is definitely higher up on my list nice um and i mean purple ribbon that's that's something right um so that's that's done and gone now i'm having uh my second actually of this beer i just haven't had it on the pod yet here it is isha what we've been waiting for oh baby butter stout
0: yes i mean they Look, we we've tried the cream of the crop in Dangerous Men's, uh, you know, peanut Creme butter porter. Um, you know, Dead Frog out here in BC has a has a pretty good peanut butter chocolate stout. So like you more, more than I have anyway. So I'm gonna try a few. You you've tried a ton of peanut butter beers. Um, you know, stouts, porters. So I don't wanna say that there's a there's a high bar, but uh, we may be a little bit more critical with this one than just some of uh, some of the others, no?
1: Yeah, there's absolutely a high bar. And I'm a little disappointed. We were supposed to have Austin on with us for this episode riding shotgun as I uh, went over it. But uh, Austin, I know you'll be listening back and uh, just giving you a hard time. I know you had to work. It's okay. Um, But I will say, I told him right away, I texted him and said, "Uh, you weren't lying. I'm absolutely happy with this beer. Um, Austin, it, it shouldn't shock you. And I hope this doesn't somehow hurt your feelings. Nothing will ever replace the dangerous man, peanut butter Porter in my life. Um, but your peanut butter stout definitely in the top half of my peanut butter beers. I'm going to have to think a little bit more critically if I actually want to give like a solid ranking of the peanut butter beers, but this is absolutely one that I'm going to need more of you bet your ass. Cause the first thing I told them when we went to dangerous man was, You know what? I I love this one because of how like like roasty and like not overly sweet it is. He's like, oh, buddy, you're going to like the one I brought for you. And he's he's not wrong. He's not wrong. So thank you again, Austin, for the incredible care package. I've been sharing it with a couple other people as well to try and spread the knowledge of the hidden gem that is what, 15 minutes from North Dakota, 15 minutes from Canada, which means he's really close to Isha. Um, everyone <laughs> needs to be aware of Revelation Aleworks.
0: Uh, love that that little jab because, of course, you know, Canada, there's only four people, right? Everybody knows everybody. <laughs> oh, there's
1: there's at least 12 people.
0: <laughs> Darren Revelle tweeted recently. He's like, or he was talking about in the latest uh, We're All Little Crazy podcast. He's like, oh, yeah, but there's only like four people in Canada. That's why Theo <laughs> knows every hockey player. <laughs> like that and he was a superstar darren but anyways um just quick comment on the on the pilsner there um i i love it's hard to screw out screw up a pilsner and i love all pilsners but when the when the craft beer like the craft breweries they tackle a pilsner i i love how almost all of them i'd say 90 percent of the ones that i've tried they don't they don't fuck with like the framework of what is a great traditional pilsner. They just add a little extra and just kind of beef it up and make it a little bit better than just, you know, your, your average one that you find on the shelf. So yeah. I, I, I always go for a pilsner on most of the, actually the flights that if I go to a new brewery or if I'm picking something up, because for the most part, you know, it's going to be good. It's not something where you're going to walk away and be like, Oh, I should have, cho- I should have been, you know, I should have chose that or this or whatever. I sh- maybe I should have been more, I don't know adventurous. It's like no, no, you're gonna have a great beer regardless. So, so that that's awesome, and I'm I'm glad uh, that they they killed it with that.
1: Yeah, and it oak aged is always something that grabs me because you can really make a beer incredible with that, and you can really fuck it up too if you do it wrong. And uh, here we have Czech style pilsner. They gave us a little background. We have crisp and clean. Our purple ribbon pilsner uses Minnesota sourced pilsner malt and Saz hops. Finished with a Czech lager yeast for a familiar cracker finish. I do agree with that. After fermentation, we aged this batch for three months in our white oak fodder to provide an oak tannin citrus bite to complement the delicate malt profile. And uh, I'm going to be honest, uh, you know, being a little naive on the uh, whole wine world back in the day, the only reason I know what the word tannin is, is because of the show, How I Met Your Mother, when they uh, try and be adults and do a wine tasting thing and Marshall just loses his shit. I digress.
0: Great episode. I forgot about that one. I, I've only, I think I've only watched the show like twice through when it was in college, so yeah. there was a lot of beer involved and sandwiches. For those who listen to the show uh, nice. or watch the show. <laughs> that took me okay. a second.
1: That took me a second. But Egg. I got it.
0: <laughs> um, all right. So I popped the first beer out of the four-pack pod pack that I talked about on, uh, must have been the last podcast episode. The first one I'm drinking right now uh, is the Whistle Boy collaboration with Vancouver Island Brewing. This one's simply called Mike. It's a rosé pale ale. Now, all the cans are the same, uh, but just, the little uh, icon here of you know the collaboration of the two breweries but pretty much this the can is a orca.
1: Now Isha I didn't mm. notice the uh first time you showed it on the last episode I did not notice the fin on the box was yeah, that something yeah. that you like recently popped up or? So
0: that's exactly you have to pop the fin up to to open the actual box which is uh-huh. look at that look at that. Um and then what's cool also about it, it has a a little like a little spiel on the collaborations, why they do this, uh, a little bit about each of the beer, and then there's actually a um, a code here, was a QR code, where you can scan it and donate directly to to this cause if you want to give more than just what the dollar for every box uh, goes to help save the killer whales here on the west coast. So
1: wow, and I mean uh, anyone that's seen the uh, documentary Blackfish, go donate now because I know this hits you in the feels.
0: Yeah, I thought you were going to say Free Willy, but yes, Blackfish black for sure.
1: Free Willy, Jesus. Um, now, do have to give a final shout out here, Isha, to our good friends at 7th Ave. And I actually beat the system here, so I'm oh. really, really hungry tonight, and I'm probably going to eat this whole pizza. But I cut it into fourths instead of eighths, so I'm gonna, only going to have four slices of pizza, where most people are going to have eight, so I'm going to have way less calories to fuck with. <laughs>
0: before he made the last comment i was gonna be like that was the most hipster thing i've heard come out of hoppy's mouth ever but <laughs> that's funny because i actually uh i i bought one of the uh, frozen pizza recently uh, as well and i did not have the patience to cut it i was that hungry so i was like you know what i'm doing i'm doing it in two i'm going i'm going half and that's exactly what i did
1: you know what if i'm really trying to cut carbs maybe i'll just not cut it at all step <laughs> one slice We'll see if I ever get to that point. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, you eat some sandwiches and you'll get there. Um, on mm. the other side, we're going to get into some Minnesota wild talk here on episode 191 of the Soda Pod, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Hoppy, right after we uh, record this podcast on Monday... Kevin Fiala signs a one-year deal. Look at that. So, very glad, personally, as everyone who's listened to the SodaPod before, they know how much of a fan of Kevin Fiala I am. To new listeners who are just jumping on this summer, get used to it. I swoon about this player all the time. Very happy he's with the Wild. Still, though, still a little scared that even... Despite going to an arbitration uh, hearing that they landed on only a one-year deal.
1: Uh, Hoppy, are you surprised? I mean, God bless this boy. He is giving us something to talk about next offseason. He knows there's nothing to talk about next Wild offseason. And season. this
0: Friday, so thank God.
1: <laughs> yeah, that, that too. Um, <clears throat> um, not surprised because, again, we obviously know that he's asking for Kirill Bucks and he's not worth that as it sits today at least not in my opinion and garen feels the same way this is a guy that's got to prove it here right he needs to come out and do his job and show why he deserves a long-term deal for good money because at the end of this it's either pay the guy big or we trade him before the deadline there's not i don't think there's an in-between at least if there is it's a mistake.
0: Well, yeah, no one, no one does three bridges in a row. He signed a two year deal already at what was it? $4.5 million. And now a little bit of a raise at 5.1 for because one. Cause it's
1: a one year though. And that was his choice though. Like he could have taken a two or three year, I bet. And Karen would have been okay with it. And it would have been a slight uptick, but no, he, true. he wants to cash in.
0: But a one to two year deal. That's a bridge three. It's kind of just like a hybrid. It's it lands somewhere in the middle. Um, so again, like I said, three bridges in a row with one team that that just doesn't happen. So I agree with with what your point was a hundred percent. It's you know it's either they sign you know he proves himself they sign him long term or they're trading him because he's still a young asset for for this team and very valuable in the trade market. Yep. So one down, one to go. Carole- well, no,
1: no, two down, one to go. Because a lot of people, I've seen people concerned. We got Shaw signed. Don't worry. i I got really upset when i said that to them they're like really oh we got well no they're they're like oh we got one more to go and i'm just like oh don't worry man russo says shaw's gonna get done this week and he's like no that's not who i'm talking about (laughs) that's amazing
0: you know that's so funny you bring up shaw's because i was gonna add him on the outline but i'm like honestly like the hardcore is no the casuals don't give a fuck sorry buddy um anyways Kirill Kaprizov still out there. Billy Garen comes out and says that uh, the possibility of him going to Russia doesn't phase him at all.
1: Nothing phases him
0: exactly. So not not surprised about that quote as well. And I don't wait wait wait.
1: Was that a stutter or was that you like doing a double negative? You said not not surprised. So does that that mean you're surprised?
0: (laughs) That was a stutter. Oh okay. (laughs) Uh, <laughs> again, not not surprised there. So he did it again for you. That one was, that one was staged. I'm not going to lie. I, and I don't think that's the concern is the caveat of him going to Russia because that was always a possibility, right? Like it was a possibility that he would, that he could have even stayed in Russia before even coming over. I mean, it was a slight possibility, but it was always a possibility. I think Billy Guerin just does not want to cave, and I, and I can't blame him for that. I, I I really can't. We've been vocal about that on this podcast week after week um, during these negotiations.
1: Yeah, I was a little concerned how many people agreed with the post that I made where it was all pro That That concerned me a bit, but uh, hey, that's why there's always two sides to an argument, and I absolutely understand aspects of where Kaprizov's camp is coming from. It's reached a point, though, where he needs to fucking do something.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. And I loved uh, in the video or in the post that I made that <laughs> the, the the quote that you had in our one of our last podcast recordings and that, you know, he may be uh, he may be dollar dollar Bill Kirill, but he's not the real thrill because the real thrill is Phil. I just that's just amazing.
1: And it's, it's true hey, until he wins back to back cups. He is not the thrill. <laughs> or, score. or or hey. if he can eat more hot dogs than Kessel I would accept that too
0: also score 40 goals but
1: <laughs>
0: that's 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 down the list <laughs> <laughs> oh man all right continue on with some wild news and the Kirill Kaprizov uh, narrative there Matt Zuccarello is keeping in touch with Kirill Kaprizov all summer and uh, it was recently reported that He's had some conversations with Creel, and based off those conversations, Zuccarello is confident that the young Russian will return to the Wild Hoppy. What the fuck else is he supposed to say if anything like this comes out to the media? Like, honestly, what is he? going to oh. Is he going to go to S, you know, SB Nation's blog and you know, shout out Wilderness and and be like, oh yeah, Creel ain't coming back. Tell everyone, I'm giving you the scoop before Russo. Like, come on, guys great article read the whole thing but like jesus christ
1: like, well and i mean how much can they communicate right <laughs> like where is kaprizov's english at like if this is true then that means we do have a full-blown of getting malkin where he's just pretending he doesn't know english to okay. dodge certain questions be,
0: it's not full-blown but garen has said as much that this guy can speak and understand okay. english
1: Okay, because i was gonna say like basically their communications are snapchats back and forth which that's just Carell being like hey look at me out on the lake <laughs> hey look at me training like, well, I'm pretty, I'm pretty and, sure Zuc- and, that, and Zuccarello just interprets that as, "Oh, he's coming back." Yeah. Uh,
0: honestly, Zuccarello, he's he's an amazing human being. He probably just knows Russian. He probably learned Russian this season just so he can communicate with his linemate better. And that wouldn't surprise me. That's how much of a specimen Zuccarello is, both mentally and physically.
1: God, just think, a year ago you hated Zuccarello.
0: I've never hated Zuccarello. <laughs> I've never hated Zuccarello. Love the player, hate the contract. Contract's a little bit more bearable based on his play last season. <laughs> Shadow Kirill Kaprizov.
1: It's fine. It's still the fact that it's got a no move clause, and he's still got term going into his mid thirties at that dollar amount. But again, if he can somehow maintain what he's done, yep. yeah, I got no problem.
0: Look, if he if he st- still is a forty point player and is not giving the puck up or really, you know, hurting anything on like on the ice wise, I, I don't think it really matters. Like he doesn't 40? have he. A 40-point guy. Like if he in, see-
1: in a 55 game season or an 82?
0: No, in an 82. Everything I'm just assuming now is 82 moving forward. If if he's if he's a 40 That's the
1: point bar for 60 mil or for six mil.
0: It's not again. Love the player, hate the contract. But if he continues to do that until even the last year, I'm okay with it. It's it's not gonna decimate the wild. They have uh, they have dead money right now that's going to continue to do that. For I was going to say, year. what
1: if Karen goes full scorched earth? He's like, yep, Jordan. you're gone too. We're buying everybody out.
0: No, I mean, you only can do so <laughs> much there. Could you yeah. imagine?
1: Oh, my God. Just just for the headlines.
0: Just for the headlines. Well, yeah, he, he needs to gain uh, the re- I don't want to say he has to gain back confidence, but he has to maintain the confidence that Wild Nation has for him by getting Kirill locked up before he buys out any more fucking contracts. Let's just say that much. Um, anything else wild related? I think honestly, we just milked that for every, for everything we could.
1: Nah, the only other wild talk will kind of wrap in with one of the NHL topics. So we're good.
0: And we'll get into that right now. The NHL is deciding to put advertisement patches, singular advertisement patches on jerseys to help revenue. After two chunks of the NHL season, revenue has been lost in back to back seasons. Hoppy, we saw ads be put on helmets last year. People, you know, got a little angry on Twitter for about three days, and then it was it was over and no one noticed it for the rest of the season. Now people are get people are losing their minds. They lost their minds over helmets. But I think it's on another level right now because people are just, you know. Going nuts, going nuts. Like, man, like I actually bookmarked like five or six tweets of people, you know, in other markets, just like even attacking people on Canucks Twitter because it was just going nuts on my timeline.
1: And they're like, you're part of the problem if you if you want to Europeanize the league, blah, 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 blah. Just like there goes my argument, man. I was going to say, like, clearly these people have never seen beautiful European jerseys because they're incredible. (laughs) This is (laughs) this is the thing you all
0: anybody who thinks that way you really think a the nhl is gonna do this long term the traditional nhl if if post pandemic they can get back to revenues in which they were coming in i don't know i don't hoppy's nodding I, i don't know as long as gary bettman's here we'll see second it's gonna be one the nba did it you barely notice it now it's gonna be one it's gonna fit in with the jersey it's not like it's gonna you know, take away from what is the crest? What is the, the symmetry that is an NHL team on the ice, that, you know, uh-huh. especially on, especially on TV. <coughs> I, I really, I, and that's where the sponsorship is going to be seen first and foremost, right? It's, it's not there for the fans in the arena. I really think it's going to be okay. Okay. And furthermore, they're not going to litter it like a European jersey. It's not going to happen, man. I saw some hilarious memes of like this one where it was a Calgary Flames jersey that just had like every like, you know, unspeakable brand name from like Pornhub to like uh, just all, all the crazy ones on there. And then it's like what all crazy Albertans think it's going to be with like Apple covering actually the sea, which was hilarious. Oh. And then uh and then one little like Scotiabank, like above, you know, on the on the right on the right hand side, it's like this is what it's actually going to be. Chill the fuck out. And again, I'm, I'm a traditionalist when it comes to to this. I'll, I'll be the first one to admit it. I'm not thrilled to see ads on jerseys, As Hoppy said, I, I love the European jerseys you can buy from a store. I, ain't, I don't like the ones that are on the ice, Um, but I understand this and I'm okay with it because we're coming out of a, uh, uh, I mean, COVID still running rampant. in in various parts of the world. I know the Delta variant is now making its way across the United States and Canada, but let's be honest, business-wide, business-wise, people are adapting and the NHL is coming out of, I'd say the darkest of days dealing with this. They have to make up the revenue somehow. They have to bring in revenue somehow, especially if they're not going to be selling out seats because of people not being vaccinated, choosing not to be, you know, double vaccinated or who are just quite frankly scared
1: yeah so first point i don't think this goes away i think that's stupid to think i think as soon as the owners see the green they're not turning back if anything like maybe they stay at one patch but that's still optimistically thinking because they're probably Uh, going to slowly scale from there look copy just
0: called me stupid so i'll say they're staying with one patch if if anything that they're not going more than that
1: in what span the next four years I tell You're telling me in four years there's only one patch.
0: i tell you, you got at least 20 until there's more. <laughs>
1: okay, that, yeah, yeah. No, now, and, and I, until now, on, Hoppy, now I am calling you no, dumb. No, no. Now until, I am calling you dumb. Listen,
0: listen, folks, until Hoppy's commissioner of the league, <laughs> which uh, I don't know when Gary got his job, you know, around 50, 60. So there you go.
1: Uh, yeah, Gary's probably a lot smarter than me. And if he can, if I can do the math, so can he. But the bigger thing is, like, people don't realize, like, oh, this is so dumb. They're just using the helmet, and now they're launching to the jersey. No, do you realize how much money the players owe the GMs in escrow? How fucked everything is right now with the money, flat salary cap. Anything you can do to get more currency to try and get things back to normal, you fucking sign up for it as long as it's not ridiculous. This little patch, who gives a shit? Uh, I actually need to start circulating again, Isha. Do you remember the jersey that I popped out the first time they showed the uh, helmet ads? Oh, yes, yes. I'm going to get that going again because that'll really stir people up. Uh, The North Stars jersey, so the reverse retro for the wild that everyone loves so much. I replaced that logo with the uh, McDonald's arches because, you know, that M, that plays in really well with the identity and the brand of the wild. I think that's the perfect way the color scheme works. They got money. Who doesn't like McDonald's? Come on. And, oh, my goodness, I, I think it just enhances a jersey that people already love so much.
0: Yeah, actually, I saw Tommy the Tractor guy on Twitter and Canucks Twitter. He's a he's a well known guy there, and he said, "Oh, this is easy for the Canucks reverse retro. You just take out the Orca and put in Sprite, you're done." <laughs> <laughs> I'm with him. Yeah, and shout out Tommy there. He's not making Canucks content anymore because the guy uh, the guy's very busy. So uh, yeah. he, he did he did awesome Canucks videos and Shotgun Jakes and what was a stress eating uh, video? Hey, we
1: we can't say that anymore, man. No, 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 no.
0: Eh, yeah. The Canucks haven't even taken down his banner yet, which is hilarious at Rogers Arena, Jesus. which is, yeah, it's, I don't side with like the, the loud Canucks Twitter folk often, but in that one, I, you know, I, I marched with them. But anyways. All right.
1: Now, before we get into the discussion topic off of this, then Aisha, I have to throw this out there because this is going to trigger several people. Oh no. What, what happens? Cause you talked about old Pornhub and shit. What if we get the Boston Bruins throwing the Barstool Sports logo? on their jersey because guess what barstool sports is ready to throw down whatever money they have to to get on an nhl jersey and oh my goodness will the pc police come out in droves it's going to be incredible
0: yeah um it's it's funny you mentioned that because there's some articles that actually came out today just about barstool and how it's not comedy and how it's overly misogynistic again i don't I don't dive into barstool content other than spit and chicklets. And to be honest, I'm like ten episodes behind spit and chiclets because I am so fucking busy these days and I have to I do have to catch up. But anyways, um I going back to your question, I think it's gonna be absolute mayhem. I think especially on social media, the divide, much like various things in the world, whether you know it's politics, whether it's what's going on in Afghanistan right now, everyone thinks they're now a geopolitical expert. Same with COVID-19 and vaccinations like there's always loud people on either side and those are the ones that we predominantly see the most on social media and I think if that was the case if if, if Barstool a, had enough money to do so and they do they do exactly and if they're willing to to take that risk and I don't know if the Boston Bruins would because they're still a national hockey league team.
1: you never know or, money money or...
0: talks I get that, and I know okay. where you're getting at with this, and it's great for video clips here. I, I, I you know, kudos. So you, to you wait.
1: You don't think there's an actual chance that Barstool could end up on a jersey?
0: I think Barstool, and from Barstool's perspective, they'll want to throw they'll they their cap as far as how much they'll pay to do that is almost endless. Like I, I'd see that from Barstool's side, they will try everything they can, that they can. From an NHL side, from an NHL franchise side, especially with and man, like the, the age of the owners and people who run these teams, like you know, they're they're not even like in their fifties. Let's be honest; like they're they're older, they're older people for the most part. And in that lens, I just don't think that they would see any a value, and their advisors would just highlight the risks.
1: I entirely disagree with you. And now I completely agree that there's absolute risks to that but look at the upside with how many young people, I don't care which market it's in, follow some aspect of Barstool. You're telling me that an owner isn't going to have an advisor that says like, yeah, they bring a following, they bring interest and guess what? They're going to create content around us that's only going to not necessarily enhance the brand, but it's going to definitely generate buzz. It's going to make it unique. It's going to make it unique. It's different, man. And I'm not sitting here arguing and saying, oh, teams should absolutely use Barstool. I'm just saying there's an absolute real possibility that a team would do that. I don't know which team, I don't know what the dollar value is. Don't care about any of that. I'm I'm curious though, then on that before we spin it here, is it different or better in any way? If it's say pink Whitney that goes on a Jersey because it's got the hockey tie. It's actually a new Amsterdam product but It's obviously got the association with bar stool. Like, is that at all viewed in a better light by people, or is it yes. just flat out sewer? Them?
0: I'm gonna say yes, to be to be perfectly honest. In my perspective, um, through the lens that I'm looking at, this I would say that yeah, that is a better way to go if you were if you were gonna do this. Okay. because I think it's not worth I, I think just the business say again, if it's the Boston Bruins, the brand, the company that is the Boston Bruins. Like that business, I don't think it's worth it to have that much national pushback because this is going to be a story in Canada, too. And it's like the Boston Bruins, a National Hockey League original six team don't need extra press. You know what I mean?
1: So that's where extra press that that might be the drive. And I totally get it. There's a lot of negativity around it let's just play devil's advocate i don't actually feel this way but let's just say i'm the minnesota wild and i do that right i don't give a fuck what anyone outside of minnesota thinks about the branding if i've got enough following that's either going to be boosted by it or that already thinks that that's a good brand to be with which guess what that's where it was actually founded out in boston no yeah that's a good point like that makes it possible because what do i care what they're writing about it in canada that gets press, that gets my name out there and they weren't going to tune into my games anyways. Why the fuck do I care?
0: No, I mean, that that's a good point. That's a good argument. And I and think
1: this is all, of course, like, I'm just like being devil's advocate because I know a lot of people yeah, listening Brent, are going to be anti. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm not at all saying that a team should. Go at Barstool. I'm just saying, there's absolutely reasons to. No,
0: but there's, there's also reasons not to. <laughs> if there's two teams that should. It's Columbus and it's it's Arizona. At Arizona, 100. Arizona. Yeah. They got on, Biz
1: down there already working for them. Throw the Pink Whitney on there.
0: Boom. Look, I would argue in the in the same argument that you know Hoppy and I just had. I'm I would stand my ground on my position with every other team in the National Hockey League except Arizona because that team needs whatever the fuck they can mm, get. Florida, honestly. They got Bobby Lou up there now. He'll he'll bring that team Florida, out of the
1: dumps. Florida. <laughs> <laughs> Until they get a new rink somewhere better located. In Miami? In Florida. fucking Miami? It's not Why? Miami. What's that? It's not in Miami.
0: No, no, I'm saying they
1: need a oh. fucking rink in Miami. What the fuck? I don't understand. Sunrise?
0: Dude, I could go off about that.
1: It- <laughs> that also confused the hell out of me. The day that I learned that it was in Sunrise, Florida. I mean, this is a while ago, but like, I thought that was like a joke. I didn't realize that, that was a actually a city, though. It's an <laughs> I thought it was made up. It's a joke um, with no punchline. All right, so we're moving on past <laughs> yeah. this joke that had plenty of punchlines. Let's talk more seriously, though, about the Minnesota Wild here, Isha. Like, really, there's a lot of options. There's a lot of ways that we could go okay. here for throwing a patch on the jersey. I'll even let you kick it off what What's your first thing that comes to mind as far as what we should be slapping there?
0: Well, it's obvious the the back channel triangle there, right? Oh baby. A hundred percent. One hundred percent.
1: Is it the A? Is it back channel? We don't know. (laughs) Can you imagine using that instead of the A for the A patches? Oh, baby. I I don't care who even gets the A.
0: (laughs) Josh, you and the boys got to pay double for that. But hey, it's worth it.
1: (laughs) I don't care who gets the A. I'm buying their jersey if that's how the A is constructed. Great call, Isha. Um, My next one, I'm actually going to take a... uh, Yeah, we're going to start here, I guess. I'm going to take a curveball, and instead of the location that they have on the chest where they want to put it, we're going back. You probably aren't aware of this, but youth hockey, every jersey has a stop sign on the upper middle back to be like, hey, in case you're an idiot, don't check from behind. Let's slap Meat Sauce's face on the stop sign. 7th Ave Pizza on the back of Minnesota Wild jerseys. We're saving some of our players. We're showing people the way to delicious, delicious frozen pizza. Matt, we, we got to talk more strategically about this. I think we've got a great wow. business opportunity, and I'd love to partner with you on it. I think Meat Sauce can drive a lot of this home. He's got enough pull. Let's get this on the back of Wild Jerseys. Whether or not that counts as their one advertisement patch, let's fucking go.
0: Dude, that was amazing. And yes, Hockey Canada implemented the stop too. The, uh the Timbits as they call them. Tim Hortons also sponsors a lot of Hockey Canada programs. So hey. the, the the little kids are the Timbits there, which is awesome. And uh, yeah, they all got the stop there as well. So I think that, that, bang on, man, that one was perfect. I love it. Oh man. Um, see, this one's hard for me. Being If you give beat. up,
1: feel free to pass. I'll keep on saying them and then you can let me know when you have an idea. Come well, up. Well, I was just
0: going to say, like, I know, you know, Quick Trip is popular, but it's a red logo. Do You think Quick Trip would compromise uh, and, yes, and make it no. green?
1: Yes, uh-huh. no. I I don't care either way. Quick trip is absolutely a good answer.
0: The burgundy red. If quick trip was like, okay, you can just darken up our red logo for the Jersey. So it matches a little bit.
1: What the fuck is this color? No, I know, but that's what is this copy.
0: (laughs) That's going stop right on the back. If quick trip was going to like be on, you know, the, the chest, they might have to make some compromises there.
1: I'm a big Jersey guy. One of their colors is red. What are you talking about? Yeah,
0: but it's not the same color red.
1: Anyways, so make it that make it that same color red and then we're Thank fine. You. Whatever. Thank you. Moving on. So yes, Quick Trips <laughs> an incredible option. Or even better, let's just change it every game or every like homestand where it's a different food product. Like, first one's the breakfast sandwich, right? Next one, we're gonna throw in the Bosco sticks, right? Like, like let's just shake it up and just have the brand recognition of people being like, Oh yeah, that's for sure a quick trip food. Um, so for me, this is an easy one because he's got ties with the team played for him before. Now does commentary? How do we not get a Northland Vodka logo on the chest? Mark Parrish, come on, man, let's make it happen. That's that's an easy one. Well, just the um, just
0: like the 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 top uh, logo there, little X. That, no, be no, let's good. just
1: get the whole label. Fuck it.
0: <laughs> um. I'm wondering, and and again, I just might be naive to even comment on this. Do you think yeah. beer beer companies are going to be even be uh, jumping on this? That was my this?
1: next one, Mick Golden. You already said back channel. What are you fucking talking about? No, no,
0: I, I know, but like, I mean, really, like, do you think like Budweiser's, Molsons, and whatever actually can jump on this? I mean, I know why the, the, the fuck can- not? No, I'm I'm just asking. I don't so, know. Yeah, I,
1: I absolutely think that's something that'll happen. And I actually like if we're being honest here, because I love all the ideas we've thrown out so far. I think a real option is mcgolden
0: yeah i mean obviously we'd love to see northland first but mcgolden is and back channel and back channel and back channel and being being the bigger company like that one could be actually realistic they they already have
1: sponsorship ties with the team too so just upping that and throwing it on the jersey i I think there's a real possibility there
0: if kareel skates out game one at home and he's (laughs) just here for golden lights i mean holy fuck, man Ooh, baby that that's all people will drink that's all wild fans will drink all year if that happens 100 I,
1: I can absolutely see that happening i'm totally will, here for it i will order
0: crates of flats of that shit to this office <laughs> and dylan will learn to like beer after this year if that's the case
1: for sure now a dangerous one so we're going the route of the red again which I, apparently we have a lot of red options like the obvious one that every Minnesota fan will look at is someone like Target, right? Having their headquarters here. They R.I.P. Do the target twins, Canada. Everything for the yeah, R.I.P. Target Canada. Lost <laughs> a of lot years. of people's jobs. Holy Hell shit. Fuck, man. Um, but man, they've already got ties with the twins, with the Timberwolves. Now, how dangerous does that get though? Like throwing a Target on someone's <laughs> chest, like we're going to get spears. We're going to have people just Dude. throttling there o- or, just... or just ripping clappers. We got we got Daniel Alfredson turning around and just ripping one at someone because he's a dirt bag.
0: You think Daniel Alfredson's a
1: dirt bag? Do you not remember that play? I remember that play. That was, was a crazy. dirt bag. I was Buzzer, just like... Buzzer goes, turns straight at Niedermeyer and takes a slap shot. dirtbag. Dirt bag. Dude, for a,
0: for a silky smooth Swede, he had some fucking edge, Alfredson. You could mistake him for Canadian, just by his well, looks and, too.
1: And I know you said you're 10 episodes behind. The reason that that's like top of mind for me right now, even though I I always remember that because I I was pretty pissed when he did that. Um, Ryan Whitney was talking about Scott Niedermeyer on the latest... Uh, uh, interview that they had and was talking about how Niedermeyer's a hothead and he's the one that turned and took a slap shot at Alfredson and I'm like losing my fucking mind like you shut your fucking dirty That's... mouth Ryan Whitney oh,
0: But he man. never gets
1: anything wrong so I'm I'm probably off on oh. this. Yeah
0: never <laughs> never oh man
1: all right. Any other ones top of mind, or are we gonna have this be like a tiered stack thing, where every episode we bring up a couple new advertising that's, options? That's exactly
0: what we have to do because I have to do some homework. Because right now I'm just blanking on all of Russo's sponsors, and I was just
1: kind oh, of no, pretty no, much. No, no, go... Nope, I got one. I got one. Yeah, Sorry, just... we have to we have to drop this one. Um. So I don't give a fuck who Russo's sponsors are. What if we took a logo, dropped his face on it, oh. perhaps the Starbucks logo? With with a Russo face, can yes. you imagine? Can you imagine how many jerseys would sell? And actually, I'm curious. When jerseys sell, are they going to have no. that logo on no. it? No, and I forgot oh, to mention that in my I whole... want that. Hang on. No. D- depending uh... on what the logo is, I want it. If hey, if we get that Russo one, give it to me. If we get McGolden, give it to me.
0: Hopefully, the patches are just sold separately for, <laughs> or you can buy like mm. tears. You can get it with it or without.
1: <laughs> just like you can get a name Meh. and number or without. <laughs> Okay, but if you get a name and number, it's got to come with the advertising patch. Yeah. Um.
0: One thing too that just reminded me, I was talking to Dylan. (laughs) I was talking to Dylan early today, and he said like, people don't really notice the Stanley Cup, you know, patch during the Stanley Cup playoffs either. So like, are you really gonna notice a fucking advertisement one? No. But anyways um yeah i can't think anymore off the top of my head but i think we should bring at least like two or three each you know every week until the season starts because this is hilarious until
1: they pick one yeah
0: yeah exactly yeah until it's announced for sure shit
1: man i just buzzed through some of the best ones so oh well
0: well i think some of the deep dives the deep cuts as the as the music folk would say those are going to be the best ones like those ones where maybe the mass you know population in minnesota won't know but the pocket in which you know their town has that company and who the listen to the soda pod will be like holy fuck yes thank you and for everyone else to look it up and they'll have the exact same response holy fuck yes thank you maybe i'm being optimistic about this segment but hey i'm jacked on it so
1: i don't care I, i'm having fun i don't really care what yeah. anyone else thinks
0: Oh man, um, let's actually, let's, let's dive into uh, the news around Joe Thornton as he's coming back for one more season. Well, he signed a one-year deal anyways. He could sign. He could be back for, he could have multiple more seasons with the National Hockey League, but he's nearing the end of his career. We've been saying that for a few years now. And instead of returning to the Toronto Maple Leafs, Joe Thornton signs in the shun, Sunshine State.
1: The Sunshine State?
0: <laughs> The Shinsang. uh not with the Tampa Bay Lightning, but with the Florida Panthers in uh, sunrise there.
1: And yes, in, in beautiful sunrise, Florida.
0: So uh, I saw an article that was uh, titled Sam Reinhardt and Joe Thornton playoff push for the Florida Panthers. Now, look, I think these are actually two really good gets. I mean, Sam Reinhardt's going to 100% solidify. Uh the the second sent the oh, second he's, line he's, center he's position. not he's
1: not as good as Fiala though. So I mean no
0: he's not no he's not as good as Fiala and Joe Thornton proved that he could still be a valuable depth piece for the Toronto Maple Leafs, even you know, pushing forty there. So pushing forty, he's forty two. Is he forty two? Holy <laughs> fuck, man. There you go. Past forty. <laughs> I thought he was like yeah, I, I thought he was literally hit forty this summer for some reason, but yeah, there nope. you go. Forty-two, the the ripe age of forty-two. Uh, I think the contract was only like seven hundred thousand or something like that. Big Joe, he's earned his money throughout his career. He wants to keep playing, and he wants to, he wants to win. He never won a Stanley Cup in Boston. He never won in San Jose. He didn't win in Toronto. Poor Toronto.
1: Seven fifty. Uh,
0: seven fifty. So for him, it's just being on a competitive team, and I'm sure the beach. In Sunrise helps. I mean, he's used to he's used to playing in San Jose. Maybe that one winter in Toronto last year, and he was like, "Yeah, this is why I didn't fucking go back to Canada. Get me back to the beach." And I don't blame him.
1: <laughs> Toronto sucks. He's scouting out retirement locations.
0: Oh, he's going back to San Jose. I bet if he's going to retire. Uh,
1: never.
0: I mean, he he has so many roots there, right? So I mean, I, I would be surprised if that's not where he. And the the home where he stayed. Wait, wait, what do you mean he's he's got so
1: many roots there? He was there for a lot of years. His only root is that he played hockey there, and that's, like, where his family was for a while. What are the roots?
0: I mean, he's probably got businesses and stuff there, I imagine.
1: Oh, so we're speculating on what businesses he might own and operate. I don't know.
0: He's fucking past 40. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I got businesses. I'm not even 30. I'm 30. Mind you, I'm not okay. a professional hockey player, so I kind of have to do something. I was gonna
1: say his, his business is making millions playing hockey, but <laughs> that that's business, oh,
0: his business is his beard.
1: Yeah. Which, oh, which I which I heard oh. he
0: actually might shave at the for the start of the season.
1: I don't want to prove of that, but hey, that, that's a personal choice. No, I, I like this though for a team that's like on the edge, right? I don't see them really being able to push for the cup this year. Like again, they still have yet to win a playoff series. Like, you don't just go from that to winning the Stanley Cup. But I think this is a big piece in moving in the right direction because you look at, like, Patrick Hornquist is really their only veteran presence that, like, really has, like, won and has done things. Especially after losing a guy like, you know, Keith Yandel, like, Thornton kind of slips in and fills that void a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. That's a great point that there's a lot of yeah veterans like NHL veterans who've been playing in the league for a while. But there's not those those old timers who've gone through, you know, who've gone through the battles and extended playoff series and won like Hornquist. Um, So, no, I think that's great. And Joe Thornton, even at past 40, which, I again, I knew that, folks, but it still just blows my mind because he's not. He's still fucking... Like, I have his DB up right now and I have to scroll. I got a scroll for Joe Thornton. Three scrolls. 1,680 games played, Hoppy. 1,680 games played in the National Hockey League. That's unreal because he he would barely get injured too. Like, there's so many seasons where he played, you know, 77 to, to 82 games. You know, uh, a, a game or two off here and there. I mean, the guy's a... The guy's a tank, and yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited to see Florida play next year. I know Joe Thornton's not going to get a lot of minutes. I know he's not going to, you know, be the face of that franchise by any means. But it's just cool, it's cool that he's there, and I'm, I'm, I'm interested and excited to see this team progress. Um, they got to buy out Bobrovsky eventually, though, because they have to turn the page on that. It's just, it's just not going to work, and they have a very small window right now where they have to just have goaltending that can win games and he's 10 million dollars he cannot win a game
1: I don't know that's true I think that if he's a way way overpaid backup that's better than buying him out as long as he's not like a problem player in the locker room I just don't know if he's going to be content with that but dude, that's a big buyout you realize how many years are left and how much money that's a big buyout
0: Yeah, I mean, how many more years until they actually pull the trigger on it? Because I know, I know it's just, you said it, you highlighted, it's going to be a big bio, it's going to haunt them for so many years, but like at some point you have to do it.
1: I'm no expert on the best time to do it, but he's got five years left at 10 million. They're not pulling the trigger on that now, especially when, don't get me wrong, like Spencer Knight played really well still on his rookie deal and still has to prove himself a little bit more. He's got two more years on that rookie deal. So I think at least through those two years, you're making those two compete and you're seeing what comes out yeah. of it. Well, After and that it's, when and there's it's cheap, three... right? It's it's cheap right. cuz
0: his contract's not, you know, it's not high against the cap so at no, least there's some wiggle room.
1: <laughs> but uh yeah, so I think the next two years, unless something goes wrong in the locker room or he just absolutely bottoms out as a player, like next two years Bobrovsky's safe. After that just depends on where the team's at financially, whether or not they're going for it, what their their cap situation is. I don't know. He could be bought out three years from now for he wouldn't be bought out the last year. That would feel a little weird. But yeah, maybe they're an, an, they're an,
0: they're an interesting team because it's like they're they're in a competitive window right now. They're cap strapped to a certain degree, but like this Bobrowski is just gonna be an anchor for any sort of retool because I know they have they actually have a lot of good prospects. So like they're gonna implement some as as the next years go as this competitive window right now you know closes a bit so i don't think they're gonna have to go full-on rebuild you know say in like four years but they are gonna have to retool if they didn't have a broski that would whether it's you know buy money or not against the cap like it's still i still think it's just it's just better to have the guys that you want to lean on in the locker room versus versus the guy is not living up to his contract and he's not doing well but i do understand like i think at least two or three more years until they pull the trigger Two is what I would as, as the armchair GM that I am is what, what I would do probably. But uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes.
1: Yeah. And I, I still like this team a lot. Like I'm talking like they can't win the cup this year because I I truly believe that based on like, you've got to push through some of this at some point, but man, they could win their division in the regular season with again, picking up Reinhardt with getting Ekblad back right
0: yeah exactly. brought in
1: sam bennett at the deadline and that turned out to be a great decision anthony declare proved to be right for Haggy coming out big like there's a lot to like about this roster and i don't care who's in net, Bobrovsky or knight you've probably got an okay chance like that again babrovsky not at all living up to the contract but he can still play um Man, across the board, like this is a really interesting team to me. I think they're going to make waves in the regular season. I'm just telling people not to get fooled and start putting futures on them to win the Stanley Cup because I just – someone can prove me wrong. I don't think a team has come off of this long of a stretch never winning a playoff game to just magically winning a Stanley Cup. It's not going to happen. Yeah.
0: And I mean, you commented on them not win, winning a playoff game, but what a er, playoff series!
1: S- Sorry, series, series. I mean, what yeah, series, I mean. series.
0: That's that's what I meant to. Yeah, but w- what a, what a series it was against the Tampa Bay Lightning, though. A sparked, you know, the yeah. sparked the Florida <laughs> rivalry, which is which is which is great to see. And right. there was there was bad blood in that game, like things, or in that series, things were heated. It was super entertaining. I think there was there was like two periods. I remember in the in the entire series that stand out is like I literally almost fell asleep, but they made up for it in every other moment of that series. Like, and, and I think why those two periods that I, I just remember so vividly as being boring were were boring and un- unentertaining was because they were so just tactically engaged that like no team, no side was giving any rope. There were no slip-ups, there were no sloppy play. It was just really tight-checking hockey. Cause they were just so, so eager to win, which is what you want to see in a competitive playoff series. And then it got fucking messy and the bad blood fucking spilling over. And that's, you know, as a hockey fan, old school hockey fan in, in my position, here, that's what you love to see. So, um, yeah, excited to see what this team does uh, with Big Joe and the boys.
1: Yeah. And I I, I would interject one thing here, though, like because that's a really good point how good that series was. A lot of people are overblowing the loss of the entire third line for the lightning, which huge loss. They played a big piece, but I would still absolutely take Tampa over Florida in a playoff series.
0: Sorry. Oh yeah. Well, especially because, um, any of the players that are going to fill in that third line are going to be perfectly capable. Now they may Dude, not I'm, be. One of... I'm
1: excited for Matthew Joseph. That guy oh, is yeah. going to have a real chance to play this year.
0: Hey, Two Stanley Cups. One, he didn't really play at all, and the second, he actually contributed. Let's see if the third. Let's see if they can get a third Stanley Cup. And Matthew jo- Joseph is actually a solidified uh, third liner on this team. I think he's perfectly capable of doing so. And they still have know,
1: Maroon Man. How can they lose?
0: Man, he's the good luck charm. Oh, baby. Could you imagine? He's already he's already the Patrick. Could you Dude, imagine if Post Tampa... is already
1: his bitch? So. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: oh man um as a pittsburgh guy i mean what are your feelings on hosa uh
1: yeah i'm too biased to really give a fair assessment that's why i I don't want
0: the fair assessment i want i want hoppy's you know so coming
1: in i was like way higher on him as a player than a lot of people were like i thought he was like top five player in the league when he was in atlanta he was so good two ways like incredible offensive talent and when the Penguins got him, I fucking did somersaults, right? Like, I, I don't know. I got really excited, even though they lost. I'm like, you know what? There's a real future here. They offered him like really good money for a five year deal to be Crosby's guy moving forward, and I was pretty jacked. And then he comes out and says, "No, I'm going to take a one year cheap deal with Detroit because I want to win a cup." And the day he said that publicly. I said, fuck him. And I still, like, nothing makes me happier than seeing the pictures of him in a Detroit jersey crying after the cup, because fuck him and his feelings.
0: Then he won a a couple there with the Blackhawks.
1: Hey, good for him. And then he made up a skin condition.
0: (laughs) Okay, okay. Oh, man. Uh, I I love uh, your... Um, your bias unfiltered takes there I, I'm respect hosts as the player because incredible career as a Canucks fan I can, I don't really like anybody from the Blackhawks so those Blackhawks teams that just beat up on the Canucks and never Fair. let them get past the first round I well, mean the Blackhawks, the Blackhawks me. made Poppy <laughs> the Blackhawks made the Canucks look like the Minnesota Wild for like four years they could not wow, get past the first round that,
1: that hurts that hurts i know uh, that hurts the canucks To that you would say that because <laughs> the wild are bad when it comes to playoff time um but no it, it really like i wouldn't feel this level of anger towards someone if i didn't love them so much before right. they were even with the penguins and that's what made it just hurt so it's, much more it's like
0: it it's like an ex-girlfriend what can you say <laughs>
1: man it's it might be worse but yeah <laughs>
0: Oh, man, that's awesome. All right, we got a couple more NHL topics, but honestly, we're going to put them on the shelf. We're nearing the hour mark. Uh, We'll dive into them on Monday, as I'm sure there's not going to be a lot of news that's coming out of this weekend, unless Kirill, Dollar Bill, Ruble Ruble is signed. Uh, Thank you for those tuning in on Google. On Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Folks, the best thing you do for us this week, any week, is give us five stars on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Go listen to our website if you're Jones, and for more hockey content, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. And on your app, please download the episodes before you listen, as it just helps our business. You can follow myself at VI Sports Talk, you can follow The Soda Pod at The Soda Pod, and you can follow the Hockey Podcast Network at hockeypodnet. Big shout out and plug to the Pigskin Podcast Network launching September 1st. I know there's a ton of Vikings uh, fans who listen to this podcast. Check us out, thepigskinpodcastnetwork.com. The website's going live today when this podcast comes out on Friday, so go check it out podcast covering every team in the nfl we're bringing on cfl content ncaa content fantasy football content the works all the works here at amaze media labs and the pigskin podcast network so give them a follow at pigskin pod net hoppy where can they find you
1: hey you can find me at state of hoppy most places
0: there you go there you go all right folks uh Excited to dive into more hockey talk on Monday. Excited to bring in some guests on Monday, too. Uh, it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be a heavy beer. I want to say heavy hockey talk. I don't know if the train's going to stay on the tracks for the entire episode, but it's going to be a fun one. So stay tuned for that. Signing off, I'm Isha Jerome alongside the State of Hobby. This has been the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We good, man? We good. Don't fear, just drink some beer and stay wild.